I'm Ryan Milliken from Hardway Performance, and you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. I'm Demetri Miller with No Zone Diesel. This is Anthony Rings from XDP. Jaron Holder from Holder Down Performance. I'm Corey Willis with PPI. I'm Drew with DJ Precision Machine. I'm Pinky. And you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. Diesel Power Podcast. And you're listening to the Diesel Power Podcast. The one and only Diesel Power Podcast. What is up, Diesel Nation? Another awesome episode for you guys today. We're going to be talking about a 6.7 Cummins build, where it started, where it's at, and if that's enough power. But before we get to it, we want to thank our sponsors for this episode, BD Diesel. They've got some really cool turbo kits. And we want to talk to you about BD's Rumblebee Single SXE Performance Street and Strip Turbo Kits. It's one of the most complete kits on the market. It uses BD's exclusive single-piece compact 90-degree compressor housing which provides higher CFM with lower losses. You couple that with BD's Pulse T4 wastegate-ready exhaust manifold and the custom cold air intake with 8-inch velocity air stack, and what you get is one of the most efficient and best value kits on the market. Also comes with custom form silicone coolant hoses and all the supported hardware that provide a stressless, quick installation with a quality OE look, fit, and finish. There's tons of power options available. Now, second, what helps with that as well is custom tuning and PPI has a complete list of, of tuning options for 5.9, 6.7 Cummins, all the Duramax engines, 6.7 Power Stroke. So what you get with PPI is crisp, precise tuning. They've really done their homework, know the, the turbo kits that are out there on the market, the different upgrades, and so when you order, those tunes are based specifically for your truck. So these things almost go hand in hand. You get the turbo kit, extra air, performance, lower EGTs, combine it with PPI's custom tuning, and you've got a home run kit. So right now we're going to get to the podcast. We're chatting with, with Chad. He's a, a big fan of the podcast. Um, he's going to talk to us about his fourth gen truck and, and where it started, where he's taking it. Chad, you're live on the Diesel Power Podcast. Nice to have you on today. Nice to be here. Thank you. I know you've been a, a fan of the podcast for a while and have offered some awesome suggestions for us. And I know you're really passionate about diesel performance and, and trucks and making them perform how you want. So we just wanted to talk to you about the trucks you've had ways you've modified them, the whole thing. All right, man. Yeah, that sounds great. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. You know, uh, Ryan Milliken was your uh, your first podcast uh, interview, and, uh, you know, that's, before you done that, I've never even heard of a podcast. Didn't know what one was. Now I absolutely love it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what a podcast was until we started doing them either. I was like, what's a podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. But I, it, no, uh, it's, a, it's a great, yeah, they're addictive. You know, I'm a... Uh, I'm a uh, field service technician, you know, so I uh, listen to the radio like a lot of guys do. You know, I listen to podcasts and get great information about diesel performance. So what's really cool is being able to talk with tuners or engine builders, transmission builders, uh, turbo companies, enthusiasts, um, people who you know, love to race, just all the different sides of it, and being able to bring it together kind of into one place and you get to see so many things that may not exist on say social media or on websites or things like that and just have conversations with people oh yeah yeah that's great i mean some of the, the awesome content that you bring is something that the normal diesel enthusiast would never get you know you can't call and talk to brian milliken or corey willis or you know some of these great tuners and great manufacturers are just so busy you know so it, yeah. it, you answer great questions that we all have well i know you're a big cummins guy what was the first First diesel truck that you had. <laughs> well, uh, the first diesel truck I ever owned was a 2001 um, 2500. Um, had an automatic 47RE. 
and uh, what really got me into them, um, I've always been a huge truck fan, so straight out of high school, I actually owned an RT Dakota, um, put a little cam in it, you know, some headers, exhaust, I thought I had a nasty truck, and <laughs> a real good friend of mine also owned a, a 2001 uh, Cummins, you know, second gen. And he had a uh, industrial injection hot rod DP44 and a set of 100 horse injectors. And he done the Dodge Dillon swap where you, you know, you take the HX40 compressor housing and, you know, slap it on HX35. And from a dead stop, you know, my, my RT Dakota would walk away from that thing, you know, about two or three truck lengths. And uh, then we decided, you know, let's, let's run from a roll one night and see how that goes. We done a 60 roll and man, that truck obliterated that Dakota. I mean, he pulled me like two or three truck lengths, put my headlights out and smoke, and I was hooked. I said, I've got to go buy one. I can't wait. So uh, it was actually a truck that I had seen around town a couple of times. I knew the original owner of the truck, and uh, him and his wife was having some issues, I reckon, and they uh, ended up selling the truck. So I bought it from a dealership. Uh, I actually went to look at the truck and called my wife. I said, hey, you need to come up here. Um, I'm signing some paperwork on my first decent truck. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she came up, we, we brought it home. Um, it was a completely stock truck when I bought it, other than it had a lift and a set of 37, 1350. So big old lift, big tires. Um, so when I bought the truck, the lift off was actually out of it. You know, that, this was around 2006. Um, I was a year out of high school, you know, really just learning the industry. Um, so we put a factory lift pump back on the truck and the injection pump went out about a month later, um, where it had started the fuel, you know, it tore the diaphragm of the DP44. So yeah. I've got a Dodge Reman um, DP44 pump on it, and all the research started. So in 2006, fast was out, but, you know, I was a younger adult and didn't have a whole lot of money, so I actually got a fully dog big line kit with a hot rod pump at the time. So we run 3-8 line, you know, from the tank to a holly blue pump mounted on the frame rail and then straight up to the BP-44, well, straight up to the factory uh, fuel filter. And that, that seemed to do okay for a while, but I was going through pumps really bad because they were rotary pumps, and uh, it would start leaking diesel fuel out of the leak hole. So I finally, you know, anted up, uh, bought me a fast 95 Platinum at the time with a single filter. You know, the, the VP truck didn't need as much uh, filtration as our common rail does. So we get that done. I threw a set of 110 horse DDP injectors in it. Um, I had my lift pump, you know, straightened up, keep my VP44 around, you know, keeps a, get a good foundation going. Um, I've done a Dodge Dillon swap myself, where I've done an HX40 compressor on my stock HX35 and an edge comp box with a hot unlock and a stealth uh, wire tap, you know, on top of the pump. And man, yeah. it was rolling coal and turbo squalling. I thought I was it. <laughs> well, about three months after the injectors, I noticed I'd be rolling down the road about 55, 60 mile an hour and rolling to the throttle, and I would get a shudder right next to my right foot. My torque converter started slipping. So I started doing some research, you know, and uh, didn't have the money to pay for a real big budget transmission. So I found a local transmission shop uh, here in Tennessee. Um, the guy took really good care of me, and we put a triple disc converter in it, uh, done a valve body, you know, modified valve body, deep pan, a good set of clutches. And, you know, that truck probably made 500 horsepower maybe at the time, and 
that at the time in my life, that was the most expensive one piece for a vehicle I'd ever bought. I, I paid four thousand dollars and fifty six cents for that transmission. You still remember the amount? <laughs> yes, sir. yeah. You, you hardly ever forget those transmission purchases. <laughs> so, uh, so we drive the truck for a while, and man, I was amazed how big the difference the transmission made. I had no idea how bad my transmission was slipping prior to you know having a performance transmission. You know, I could pull out now and. The turbo spooled up. It was blowing the tires off through two or three gears. Um, so that that really got me. You know, at the time I was working for um, Old Dominion Freight Lines, uh, working on the dock, and I was like, you know, I love this diesel performance stuff. I'd, I'd love to make diesel a career. So uh, I went to work for a small mom and pop shop. Uh, had a small fleet working on outside trucks. I worked on everything. You know, Cats, Cummins, uh, Detroit, whatever would come in the door. Uh, got my SD Master Tech and went to Peterbilt. You know, that's what you got to get to get your foot in the door at a dealership. So I worked for them for three and a half years, and they were a strict 40-hour-a-week uh, work week. So I had a good time to start doing some side work. Um, so yeah. I worked on anything I could get. You know, on farmers with 7.3s, it wouldn't start in the morning. And then the 6.0s, you know, started coming out of warranty, and I've done a lot of 6.0 work, you know, DPR beliefs and injectors and oil coolers. And uh, I've got a real good friend of mine that actually owns a diesel performance shop now. Um, we started doing cab offs and studs. And I've done some Cummins work, but there wasn't a whole lot of Cummins, you know, just the standard repairs. You know, they, they seem like they do a lot better in your day-to-day, you know, non-modified. Um, so fast forward a little bit, you know, I left Peterville and I come to work for Cummins. And uh, I purchased the, the current truck that I own now. It's a 2011 uh, 2500. It's a FLT package, crew cab short bed, four-wheel drive. Um, it's got a 6.7 with a 68 RFD in it. And I met a really good friend. Um, the truck was stock when I first bought it, completely stock. had like 42,000 miles on it. had a great friend of mine that had a couple of Cummins, multiple Cummins. He had a 2008 um, Mega Cab 6.7 truck, and it was deleted and all that stuff. He's like, man, you really need to get a tune on this truck. You need to get a tune on this truck. So, you know, I run out, I got a Smarty. I done a S67 on the truck originally, and the truck ran great. You know, it was, throttle response was, you know, kind of unnear, but, you know, it, it actually ran really good. And we started to build on his 2008 truck, and he, he come to me and, you know, said, hey, the truck's got a, a fleece cheetah turbo on it, uh, stock injector is H&S tuning, and uh, he said, I want to go big. I said, well, how big are we talking? He goes, well, I've got an injector <laughs> number in mind. And, you know, that, that's where we want to start with. And I was like, okay, it's a weird spot to start on the build, but what, what do you got in mind? He said, I want to run a set of R4 industrial injection 250 horse injectors. I said, okay, you're going to have to have a turbo. And he goes, well, what, what would you do? And I said, what do you do with the truck? You know, and he said, well, I still tow with it. I've got a lawnmower trailer and stuff. I want a daily driving truck. That's what we might have to do compounds in. So uh, we called up industrial. We ordered a uh, S366 over an S480 uh, compound kit. We put a 10 mil pump and uh, the 250 horse injectors in it. Um, so that's then, you know, it's what we're going to do about tuning. And I said, well, I only recommend one guy, you know, when it comes to Cummins. I know there's a lot of great ones out there, but I've got a good relationship with Ryan. I said, let's get Ryan to tune it. So we call down, talk to Cody, and uh, tell him what we're doing. And, uh, you know, Cody said, that's great. We'll definitely be able to hook you up. And I said, hey, you know, why well, well, I got you on the phone. When are you guys going to tune the, the fourth Gen 6.7? You know, I've got a, a 2011. I'd love to get tuned. And he goes, 
As a matter of fact, we're doing a little bit of beta testing right now. He said, what kind of, what configuration is your truck? I said, well, it's 2011 with a CTRFE. And he said, I don't think Ryan's seen one yet. At least let me get with you. So the next phone call I get is actually from Ryan himself. And uh, we're talking about Shane's truck a little bit, um, the one that we're going to fix and do the build on. And he said, man, I'd love to get your truck on the dyno. And I said, well, I'm actually coming down to Florida, you know, on vacation in a couple of weeks. Could we do it then? He goes, yeah. So uh, he, he writes the tune for Shane's truck. And uh, in the meantime, I go down to Florida, meet Mr. Milliken himself when he was still at his old shop. And uh, this was 2014, so Mini Week was still, you know, brand new. And yeah. uh, put the truck on the dyno. Ryan picked up like 90-something horsepower and 100 foot-pounds of torque to the wheels, just switching from Smarty to EFI. And that was on a you know, stock fuel, stock turbocharged truck. And, uh, you know, I was happy with the truck at the time, but Ryan took me for a ride in his beautiful mega cab with his compounds on it. And I was like, that's what I want, man. I want some more power. You know, this thing is amazing. So we sat down and started talking a little bit. He said, well, the biggest thing right now is air. You know, he said, you've got tons of fuel. Um, you're air limited at 471 to the wheels. Um, so we, we start talking about what we're going to do with the turbos. And he said, you ought to be able to make about 525, 550 with a turbo. So, you know, I worked for Cummins. I, I deal with DTT turbos all the time and actuators. And, um, you know, my truck doesn't get drove very much, with, so it's not a great candidate for uh, a VGT. I've experienced a lot of uh, VGT nozzles sticking and stuff where the trucks don't get used. You know, the truck gets drove quite a bit. The, the VGT stays free and it's okay, but mine wasn't that case. So I decided to do a second-gen swap um, from Fleece. We run a S463 with an 83 turbine, .90 AR. And that was the first thing. Well, I, and I put a set of uh, 425 or the 2000 series ARP subs in the truck. And it ran amazing. You know, it, uh, I've got all my fuel cleaned up. You know, originally with the stock turbo with the tuning, you know, I, was, I would get on top of the charger a little bit and run out of air and the truck would start smoking again. And, you know, Ryan's known for good clean tunes. Um, so with the new air, I mean, it was amazing. A real small, you know, haze and the truck just ripped, you know. and uh, I like compounds a lot, but the, the second-gen swaps with a bigger single, just that hit that you get, you know, it's a little bit of lag, and then it just comes on like a light switch. There's nothing that feels like that to me. Well, we're on the topic of turbos. BD's Cobra kits are really sweet. So they, they fit the 2003, 2012, 5, 9, 6, 7 Cummins engines. And the BD engineers have designed and tested each of them to 800, 1,000, 1,200, even 1,400 flywheel horsepower. So these Cobra twin turbo kits, they maximize power and efficiency, which is what you want in a twin turbo kit. So they use Borg Warner's SXE turbos, and they're matched to provide a wide range of air needed for use on the street, at the strip, tons of different applications. Now the Cobra kit includes everything you need for bolt-on next level performance. It's a compact, clean, space-optimized design. So it keeps your air conditioning, both batteries and shock tower in their stock positions. The kit includes BD's wastegate ready exhaust manifold, exclusive cast divided T6 hot pipe turbo connection that improves turbo response in the top end airflow of the system. And you also get the Cobra head five inch closed radius turbo exhaust outlet casting. And the air filter comes with this five inch velocity uh, BD air filter kit, which has the air filter shroud, all the necessary hardware to make a complete no fabrication required install kit, which is really cool. For those guys who are looking for, you know, a compound twin turbo kit. But Chad, I wanted to ask you more about, you know, you've got the truck at this level, what was, what was your next step, or what was the next set of upgrades that you wanted to do? 
I wanted to do a little bit more fuel because the truck, you know, being an S400 Charger, there was that transient area where it wasn't really under boost yet, and it kind of lagged just a so talked around again. He said, "Man, put some uh, let's put some 45 percent uh, ethanols on the truck um, with a stock pump. You know, I can give you a good tune, and that'll it'll take care of a lot of that lag." And he was right, man. The truck is a river now. So um, I had a stock transmission, and I knew I could kill it at any point. So I was saving the truck as much as I could. Well, in the meantime, um, we start finishing up on on my buddy Shane's truck, and we get it all done with the 66 and the 80, and we take it out on the test drive. And it had a had a built 68 RFE in it, and three licks on the new build, and the transmission let go. It started Just slipping quit. in fourth gear, <laughs> logged a fault code, wouldn't go to fourth gear again. So we're stuck in third gear, you know, trying to limp it home. So we started doing some research, you know, with the power that the truck made, we knew we was going to have to do a 47 swap on that truck if we was ever going to be able to beat on it. So we load the truck up, tow it to Firepunk. And I uh, got to meet Rick and LeVon and Paul Cato and all those guys. Well, Shane did. I, I talked to Paul quite a bit over the phone. And they hooked him up with a, a Stage 3, you know, Golden Nugget Comp 47 with an anteater controller. They threw it on the dyno when they was down there. And the 67, the 67 trucks moved so much air that the S300 Charger, the drive pressure was just insane. You know, it'd come up in, under boost and it would make about... 70, almost 80 pounds of boost, and the drive pressure was about one-to-one, and then all of a sudden the drive pressure would just take off and peg a 100-pound drive pressure gauge, and boost would slack off about 15, 20 pounds. You know, and and, uh, LeVon, you know, told us, and then Ryan reviewed the the dad log, and he said, you know, it's just bottlenecking. You know, if you're going to make any more power, we're about to get some more air out. So we bring the truck back home, we go back to the drawing board, you know, okay, we, we didn't have the proper turbo set up, we got tons of fuel, you know, what do you want to do? And we originally decided maybe let's try to put a gate in the system. You know, let's gate the 66 off to the hot pipe on the 80 to try to drive that big charger harder and to get some of the exhaust flow off the engine so we're not bottlenecking anymore. And so we bought a manifold, uh, we bought the gate, and the fitment wasn't right. So the 66 had a Mormon flange where the kit that we bought was designed for an HX40 flange. So the company we bought it from was actually ATS, and uh, they were great over the phone, you know, uh, helped us out, explained what all we needed to do, and we decided, you know, instead of trying to change flanges on our turbos and everything, I think we're just going to go with a bigger set. So we sent it back to them. They were you know, they were more than welcome, you know, just a small restocking fee and shipping, and um, so they helped us out. And uh, so we decided to go with a Firepunk uh, 5x5 kit on the truck. So now the truck currently has a S4 67.7 on the manifold and an S484 as an atmospherical. So, you know, Shane calls me again. He goes, well, we got all this air now. Um, how much power can the truck make? And I said, well, now you're actually fuel limited. So, you know, what, what do you want? And he goes, well, I definitely want to use the full potential of those turbos. And I said, well, you know, Ryan's <laughs> had a truck on the dyno with that, that turbo set that's done about 1250. So, uh, He's like, well, let's, let's put some fuel on it. So we ordered a set of uh, 300% uh, extra injectors, and we added uh, dual fuelers. So we've got a stock uh, LBZ pump on top of our 10 mil Cummins pump now. Um, he took the truck down to Ryan not too long ago, and on CSP1, um, with really low duration, the truck did like 800 and something at three-quarter throttle. 
And, you know, Ryan being the great guy that he is, he said, hey, man, you know, this truck on a stock bottom end is not going to like if we go wide up and draw it on CSP-5. So they, they put together a game plan, and from what I understand, Freedom Racing Engines is going to build him a Comp 64, and hopefully it'll be going in sometime this winter. He's going to take it back down to Firefunk, or to, sorry, take it back down to Hardway and have them guys do the engine swap and let Ryan do all the tuning and everything while the truck's down there. And we got our fingers crossed it's going to do 1250. That's what's so awesome about diesel performance is just, like, like the, the, the story there, you know, like, it's so hard, say, when you have a stock transmission in your truck, and then you have this extra power, and usually it's necessity that, that forces having to upgrade, like your 47RE or 68 or those sorts of things. But then once you have it, and you're able to feel the difference, you know, especially in the converter, just how much power is being wasted and the drivability, it's like, okay, now I understand why these are so cool or why people love them and are so passionate about transmissions. And then you go to the yeah. next step, and it's about well, what about the air and the fuel and the way those all work together? And it's just like each step of diesel performance has its own particular high to it and excitement. And even that engine build, you know, at the oh, very yeah. end, it's going to be a whole different animal after the engine uh, build. And it all comes back together with the tuning and the air and yeah, the fuel. We, we can't wait, you know, to see how this truck does, you know, and we can actually use everything. I mean, at 800 horsepower, I mean, you can be rolling down the road right now at 60 mile an hour. It's a dually. Um, we actually put... Um, 17 by 10s with big wheel spacers in the back, and he runs a 315 tire, so he's got four 315s in the rear. 60 mile an hour rolling burnouts all day long. That truck is, is nasty, and we're not even using all the potential right now. So, uh, so I got a little bit back to my transmission. So, you know, the transmission that came out of that truck um, was, was under warranty, and we sent it back to the guys that, uh, that built the transmission. They sent the unit back, and Shane made me an amazing deal on that transmission. So uh, I purchased transmission from him, uh, went back down to Hardway the following summer with a transmission in the bed, and uh, had Ryan and the boys down there install the transmission. Uh, Ryan took me over and let me tour Suncoast. Man, that their facility is amazing. All the CNC machines and the, the people there, they're, they're just, they're awesome. Uh, brought the truck back, put it on the dyno, and she did 1324 of the wheels and about 650 foot uh, horsepower. Um, and the truck is a, it's a, it's a runner. So, you know, I've, I've had this, this deal here lately where I've been thinking about upping the power a little bit more. You know, I'm still a stock bottom end 6.7, so I'll probably push it to about 800 horsepower. Um, but I'm on the fence on what to do with transmission. You know, the 68s are, it's amazing the way it tows, you know, that sixth gear, and it, 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 it tows amazing. But, you know, if I want to make any more than, than where I'm at right now, that 650 and 1,300 foot-pounds, you know, I'm going to have to possibly go to a 47 or a 48 swap, and I'm on the fence on what to do with that currently. That's a great question to ask, you know, that any of us with a 6.7 that up the power, we always get to that point where we got to decide, you know, go one direction or the other. And it can be really tough because, the you know, the 16 RFE technology has come a, a long way since you know, mid-2007, early 2008. But those four speeds when they're built and they're just, they're dialed in, it, it it's so, it's just this feeling you have where you know that this transmission's more capable than the engine is and you can beat the heck out of it and it's still going to take it and it's still going to like it and you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> yeah. But it does get complex too. Is it? Well, it's, hard. it's not really complex, say, on, you know, the third gens or like your year range of fourth gen, but... I know on like the 13 to 17s there's some electrical things that the guys are 
still work you know working through but it's it's not that bad of a swap yeah and then money Overall. you know they're they're expensive to, to buy the transmission and swap the flywheel and you know i've done all my research i know about what it's going to cost but you know this is i mean 650 horsepower on the street i don't i don't drag race a truck you know i've got i've got kids and my wife she killed me if i started to take my 2011 <laughs> you know forty thousand dollar truck down the drag strip and feed on it so uh i may end up staying where i'm at and then again we may go up a little bit more you know i've got tons of great buddies you know around the area where we live these performances is life to a lot of us guys and uh you know we, we've got some guys that drag race i've got another good friend of mine has a, a 72 100 a 10 mil on a, on a g56 truck and man that truck is nasty that's that's what you know the build that i was thinking about was you know stepping up to a 72 and some bigger injectors and maybe a 12 mil um, I, I like the idea of the new Big 12 mil pumps keep it simple under the hood instead of dual fuelers. You know, dual fuelers are nice, but they're uh, sometimes it kind of gets crowded in the engine bay. It's, it, it seems like that 650, 700 horse range. It's it, it's fun. You know, it's a fun daily driver. Um, you still pull with it. You know, it's it, it's a reliable setup. But we've talked about on the podcast, you know, with other guests, how you can just get accustomed to it and almost a little bored. With the power level, and then like 650, 700s now eight, then eight's now nine, then now nine's 1100, and it's it's always this balancing act between: <laughs> are you bored with the power? Do you like the power, or do you need a second vehicle to go, you know, race or do all these things? And yeah. I've always been fascinated by that side of the of the diesel market in the the performance aspect. Is it's so cool to push these trucks to the level that they're at, and keep them reliable, have fun, but if you want an all-out race truck like, you know, the guys that do UCC and the other things, you can do that too. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of where, you know, my wife and I have been talking, you know, it's, it's a really beautiful truck, you know, it's got 20-inch wheels and, you know, the interior is really nice, the new four-gen trucks, they've done such a good job on the new four-gen. Um, we may just leave it at 650 where it still tows, you know, I've got an 8,400-pound camper that I towed to Florida. It's ten and a half hours away from us to go down to Ryan's place, and uh, I towed it down there three times now, and the truck still gets like 13 miles a gallon full, and I get like 22, you know, without anything behind. Though this made a trip to Charlotte uh, last week in the truck, um, so we may leave it where it's at and look for a single cab long bed 06, 07, 59, and just make a nasty, you know, drag truck or street monster, you know. That's what I, you know, I, I love all diesel trucks, and, and I can appreciate the the engineering that goes into them and you know what companies have pushed different platforms like six seven power stroke the duramax platform but when looking at that race aspect it's so hard to beat you know those five nine common rails what they can do all the parts that are available for them all the you know envelopes that have been pushed and the barriers that have been broken and where things are at right now it's so hard to not pick that as a platform to build as a you know, weekend race truck, something you take to events, have fun with. Oh yeah, and the common rail fuel system, man. I'm, I'm a huge Cummins fan. You know, every every aspect of, of the V's that we've ever had. You know, the VPs and the 12 valves and the VP trucks. You know, 24 valves and uh, then it comes to common rail and it's just a it's a game changer. I mean, the 12 valves are amazing, but when you got a real high horsepower 12 valve, you know, some of the drivability is sacrificed. And there's a lot of guys done a lot of things. You know, we, we just built a 12 valve not so long ago and put AFC Live on it. And that, that setup's amazing. You know, you can now have a high horsepower 12 valve and, and turn down, you know, some of your fuel and be able to tow with the truck. And then you flip the switch and you got it all. I mean, it's almost like having a common rail, but, you know, 
common rails just drive so much nicer with big injectors and, and big pumps and bigger turbochargers with, with tuning. You know, these these amazing tuners out there can make these trucks drive like you wouldn't believe. You know, a thousand horsepower truck, it, until you really get on it, you can't tell the difference if a setup's right. You know, and that's, that's one of my favorite things about common rail fuel systems. They, they are amazing. And they keep advancing, you know, across all the engine platforms is, you know, what you know, 300 horsepower motor or something that made 550 foot pounds of torque, or even going back to like 12 valves in, in that time range. But where they're at now in the, the torque wars and the horsepower wars and what the manufacturers are doing and how efficient they make the systems and just, it, it's progressed so far. It seems like in a short amount of time, um, you know, what kind of truck you can buy, how much power it'll make, the, the transmissions that are in them, the creature comforts, the, the payload capacities. It's just a really exciting time is a diesel enthusiast with what's being built and how it can be modified. <laughs> that, that's, man, that is, that is, I've been a diesel performer, diesel performance magazine um, subscriber since 2005. And I've got every single magazine since, you know, I first subscribed to them and it is amazing. You know, every now and then I've got a, a tote just full of these magazines and every now and then I'll go back, you know, and go back to some of the old magazines and, your big bad twin turbo 12 valve trucks were just it back in the day, you know. And then DT trucks, you know, they they had their their limits, you know, on their pumps and stuff. But when the con rails start coming out and DPC starts and and Ryan takes buckwheat up there and you know does really good. And then you got Dimitri and his Duramax and then Levon, you know, two time DPC champ, uh, you know, winner. That's just you can tell the common rails have really really come a long way. And there's it's, it's going to be hard for any other platform to keep up with them. I feel. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean that's I got hooked very similar to you. Is you know I had a truck, I had like a it was an '04 Dodge Hemi 1500, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever, right? And then one of my buddies gets a six liter Power Stroke and throws an SCT tuner on it, and some other stuff, and I'm like, I just got just destroyed by you know a crew cab long bed lifted <laughs> six liter, and you know I didn't quite. I appreciated it, but when I really got hooked was I saw Dimitri race uh, his red truck at Truck Fest here, maybe 2007, 2008, and just watching it stage and go down the track and as fast as it was, that's when I officially got hooked on, on diesel. I knew I needed one. I had to buy one. And oh, you'll be yeah. able to talk to those guys and see where they're at now, and they're knocking on the 2,500 horsepower door and the 3,000 and everything else. It's just amazing. Oh, yeah, that's like the, you know, the, the things that Ryan and Tony are doing currently is a, going to be a game changer. You know, I'm, I know you've been talking about the Street Outlaws a lot, and I'm a huge fan of that. Anything racing, I'm, I'm a big fan of. And, uh, you know, the fact that those guys are getting close to them in the Nova and, and Tony's new truck, you know, and, and racing with Comstock and some of those guys up there, it's, uh, you no, know, it, 10 years ago, like Ryan said, you know, 10 years ago, if you just said that these, cars and trucks would be able to do this with diesel engines they'd have called you a liar but here yep. they are you know many weeks started in the, well you got you know his black and uh ben shaddy and then many weeks those three trucks we went to the crossable for the first year up here at the, the smoky mountain uh, rocky mountain diesel fest that uh michael dalton puts on and michael's new truck is amazing too you know those three trucks that time was just unbelievable you know they'd make a pass and people in the stands jaws were just dropped they could not believe that these pro street two-wheel drive trucks were leaving on the back tires and carrying them for 30 or 40 feet you know and and running low well mid five somewhere around in there i mean it, 
years ago, you'd have never seen that. You know, it was sled pulling, dyno and only. You know, I mean, that was drag racing, but it wasn't big around here. You know, there was a lot of sled pulling going on here, but those guys have changed changed a lot of things in the industry. It's be really cool next year to see where things are at, and uh, you know, like uh, the conversation that we had with Tony Rizzi, and he was talking about his goals, and he, you know, maybe necessarily didn't think he could hit those times, but he's hit them, and now he's put the level even higher. He's going to get there, and so is Ryan Milliken. So is all the, those guys are just going to keep pushing. They're all competitive. They all love it. They all breathe it. You know, live it, sleep it, everything. It's really cool to just kind of, yeah. you know, sit back and watch them and watch what happens. And it's a, it's probably the most exciting time in I think diesel that I can remember since I've paid attention to it is where things are at today and where they're going to be you know throughout the rest of the season this year and into 2018. Yeah, like a, you know, diesel. Diesel Power Magazine, it's amazing how much it's uh, it's progressed to where we are now. You go back and look at 0506, you know, this is, this is unbelievable. <laughs> it is, and it's we're pumped about it. We're excited, and, uh, you know, we're, we're lining up, you know, a lot of these guys that we can to talk to them and, 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 you know, not just figure out, you know, necessarily where they're at now, but where they want to take it, what some of their goals are, and, and, and just see that progress. Just like with your truck, like, yeah, I want to see where you take it. I want to see what you decide to do with the six-speed versus the four-speed, and you know if you're gonna to go to the bigger charger and and you know that the other truck that's getting a motor build, you know that's those are the stories we like to hear, and you know we like to see that progression and, <laughs> and the smiles on the face, you know, on the owners' faces when they <laughs> they take them out and you know race them or have fun with them. So we really appreciate you know your support, you know, since we started doing these and the suggestions and listening and and everything else that's really the reason that that we do these is you know when we started i didn't necessarily think you know people you know it's going to carry them through the work day or at night or get guys that you know are driving cross country and they're like man we listen to this podcast like i've listened to them on loop and so it's become bigger than just a conversation it's like people look forward to them and so you know you definitely helped us and inspired us to do things like that and, and just you know, try to bring great content, great information, and just diesel stuff. Yeah, thank Lloyd. Thank you very much. You know, I've got so many of my friends that never even heard of a podcast either, you know, and after the first couple come out, I'm like, man, you guys got to listen to this. The app's already on your phone. You know, if you got an iPhone, it's on the phone, you know. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's guys that you'll never get to talk to, you know, unless you go to their shop and you get to spend 15, 20 minutes with them because they're all so busy, you know, like Clint Cannon. I mean, who, who's going to actually get to talk to Clint Cannon and ask some of those questions that you've asked him? I mean, it's, it's amazing content that you couldn't get without this without this podcast for sure. Well, we definitely appreciate that, Chad. And keep us updated on the truck. I want to see where you take it, what you decide to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I sure will. Thank you. This episode was made possible by BD Diesel. And we can't thank them enough for their support and all the, the product information that they give us, the way they help us. And we don't want to leave the, the 6-7 Power Show guys out. And we wanted to tell you about the BD Scorpion Kit, which is the best option out there for a top-quality, complete, clean installing kit to take your 6-7 Power Stroke to the next level. And it's now available with all the performance benefits of the BorgWarner SXE Turbo, including quicker spool-up, higher flow with a smaller inducer size. Basically, anything you would need to use on the street or strip, this Turbo Kit does it. Abiti's exclusive components of the new kit are engineered for performance and reliability gains from stock all the way up to the 525 to 650 horsepower range with fuel delivery upgrades. Now, the kit is designed to fit perfectly together. So you got the turbo kit, and then what you do is you combine it with BD's Venom dual fuel system. And what that does is allows you to push past that 600 horsepower mark. 
an extra idler increases belt wrap on the CP3 drive pulley, and you got custom tie-ins for fuel supply and return, and there's quick connects that are included. So the Venom, the Venom kit uses a common Duramax CP3 pump, and it's located right where the second secondary alternator would be mounted. So you got the turbo kit, you got the Venom dual fuel system, and now you're 6.7 power strokes at 525, 650 horsepower. Till next time, guys, keep the shiny side up.